0: (laughs) I don't know how to act we took a week off and I don't know how to act anymore so we. oh my gosh yeah no I feel you I'm like
1: do I do I'll do do the intro now so Mm -hmm. um what's up everybody it's your girl Amanda I don't have a, a funny thing maybe it's it's your girl Amanda enjoying this good good ass lighting I find myself sitting in the Natural light is popping, and I am joined by my good sis in horror, who may or may not have liked the movie that we are about to talk about, Samara.
0: How's it going? It's going. It's going. Um, I will say this really quick. Uh, we are indeed here to talk about the one, the only, Scream 6. Scream 6. Um, and i full disclosure I liked it but there were some parts that made me go hmm but as a fan of the franchise i enjoyed myself i really did but scream mm-hmm. six we we had some we had some people as you can see a nice big filled out cast here actually this was a huge ass yeah <laughs> yeah and so I was like okay how interesting that was you know, off the bat, I was like, interesting. Okay, got a nice big cast. Um, so should we start kind of from the beginning like and kind of walk ourselves through um, the movie in a way we can kind of jump in with our thoughts because you saw it when it came out in theaters. It yeah. finally ended up on uh, Paramount Plus. So that's how mm-hmm. I'm watching it. And is my microphone working right? I can hear you. Cause I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, Yeti. I don't know why it just sounds so weird to me right now. Maybe I have my volume down too low. That was what it was. My volume's low. I'm like, that's so weird. Um, But yeah, let's kind of dissect it. Talk about the things we liked, didn't like, or just things we kind of noticed. And there are, and um, I guess in true Scream franchise fashion. Uh, there's a lot of nods to the previous films in here, right. peppered throughout, which is something that I love. Like only fans get it. Like, if you know, you know. Um, so yeah, Scream 6. Can't believe it's a number six. I like the font. I feel like they should stop now though. <laughs> like six is like, you probably should stop now. We were we kind of should have stopped at four, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think these last two have been fun. I will say that I liked this one a lot more than Scream 5. Huh. So, I think most people I know have said that they liked this one better than the last one. And mm-hmm. I think it's because, you know, last one was the introduction to all of these new characters. Mm-hmm. We weren't really sure how we were going to accept them or interact with them. Mm-hmm. And this one, we're a little bit more familiar with the characters, even though we're in a completely different city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I yeah I definitely think it was good. So yeah. I saw this in the drive-in. I Ooh. had my Popeyes, I had my soda, I had weed. I was good. I was pleasant, <laughs> vibing for sure <laughs> as I still watch this. Um, so do we want to start with our thoughts or do we want to go
0: into a recap first? Let's do let's do the first scene recap and then we can go into our thoughts. I feel like that's the best we've done, we've done it in the past. So um, in the beginning, no. <laughs> uh, as as um, they always do in every Scream film, it starts with a phone call. And who gets introduced? Our dear Samara Weaving, AKA Laura Cranes, AKA Namesake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess she used her real accent in this film. Um, but she is waiting for her, like, it seems like kind of like a pseudo, like, Bumble or Tinder date or whatever, maybe been mm-hmm. chatting and stuff, texting. And um, the guy's like, I think I'm lost. I can't find the restaurant. And she's like, what? So he calls her and he's like, can you check and see if the restaurant is, like, what color the outside is? Because I feel like I'm on the right street. I just don't see the restaurant. And so she steps out to look and she's like, yeah, it's definitely red, like I said. Um, and she's like where are you He's like okay I see the street but I don't see you Can you wave Because she's like walking around trying to find him um, He's like You know what I'm, I think I'm like walking down an alley And I think I see you waving And she's like waving She's like I don't see you Like literally there's nothing and nobody in the alley people are walking by um, And he's like Oh you know what I can see two dumpsters in the alley Can you see that She's like yeah I see them but I don't see you she continues to walk into the alley. What an idiot, is what he says on the phone. He's like, okay, we've been talking this whole time and you're a film professor who knows all about slashers. And so you should have known better than to walk into an alleyway with right. nobody around. <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, oh shit. Cause
1: obviously her walking into the alleyway was uh, dumb. It's worse. It's a dumber move than in the very first movie when Drew Barry more answers the phone. Because of course you answer the phone, you're like, okay, goodbye, you know, whatever. They call again. I would have just kept hanging up on them. I wouldn't have just stayed on the phone. But this is worse because you should have you should have been no. Yeah. But this is not
0: And and you're a woman, you're in a city, whatever. Right. I was gonna say they're not in Woodsboro anymore. It's not a small town in California. This is the cité. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so you would think she would know better. Um, and once again, she is a, a associate professor for like um, a film course at the at the college nearby. So uh, she, she studies slashers and she seemed really enthusiastic about it. At least she had some surface level of slashers, at least enough not to go into an alley alone looking for a man you never met. And I'd have been like, well, the restaurant is red. And I'll say, you wouldn't get here, buddy. I'm wearing a yellow dress. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so That that would have been the end of that. I wouldn't have went further into the alley. At least not away from people. Yeah. So that was. No. Uh,
1: so she, she goes further into the alley. She's still on the phone. She's a little freaked out. And then, you know, Ghostface shows up like gotcha bitch and just proceeds to stab I would say this is one of the most brutal kills Mm -hmm. of the well I thought it was when I first watched it was like oh
0: this is brutal
1: no 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 the movie said
0: you just wait yeah the screaming though like nobody heard her screaming bloody murder literally um and people were walking by the alley like y'all ain't hear that shit I would have heard that the city not that loud, but nobody heard her and she died, you know, scream bloody murder died, um, basically behind like near the dumpsters. And um, and then what surprised me was you know, um, Ghostface takes his mask off and his his disguise, and it's this like South Asian kid, it looked like, mm-hmm. um, just walking casually down the street. Like nobody saw the, de- the dead body wasn't even that well hidden. And I was like, nobody? Okay. People not paying attention, I guess. I could see that, I guess, I guess but.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and the fact that this is a white woman and the fact that not even just that, but she's not even wearing dark clothing where you could think, Mm-mm. okay, I don't see the blood. She's just maybe drunk or something. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a white dress. You would see all of that blood. Yeah. Just hanging out. So I'm like, okay okay yeah so then my thought when that happened was oh shit we're just recapping i'll go i'll wait (laughs) oh no no no! you can go ahead
0: did did we already say this part i think we already said this if you're gonna go into it go for it
1: well so you know he stabs her and then we go into him getting back to the house his apartment and i think he's making a phone call or some shit my thought at this point was oh are they taking this tack where they've revealed who the killer is at this time right and right. now um like now we're it's gonna, a how you
0: did it or something instead of a who done exactly
1: it. it's not a who done it it's how they did it or what we're in the know and the characters aren't so we're watching them struggle to be in the know in the same way that we are right. and we're following the you know the the characters mm-hmm. chasing him and then we're following him chasing the characters. Right. giving very cat and mouse
0: it was very Obviously, interesting.
1: Yeah. Obviously it's not what happens because yeah. he gets worked
0: too. Yeah. I think it, what was super interesting was like how quickly he hid the knife and the clothing, right? And the mask. And he's he's shown to be a typical college kid. It looks like it's around Halloween and he, he bumps into um, one of the main characters from the last movie, Tara, who was the one who was attacked in the beginning of the film in Scream 5, um, and they know each other. He's like, you get your sister to come out to the party. And she's like, mm, boy, by no, she's not coming to a party. Hell, she's not even supposed to be going to the party. Like, Tara's not supposed to be going. Um, and so he's like, okay, well, all right, see you. I'll be there after my roommate finishes his homework. Um, and so he goes home. And like you said, he proceeds to get murked, but, uh, but he gets murked a very interesting way as well. He gets a call from Ghostface, um, and he thinks it's his roommate. And he's like, dude, we promised to never do the Ghostface thing on each other. And he's, like, pretending to be the guy's roommate. And he's, like, playing Mm -hmm. a game of hot and cold. Like, you got to find me in the apartment. You're getting warmer. You're getting colder. Until he said you're getting hotter and hotter as he approached the kitchen and then the refrigerator. He opens the refrigerator and... Boom, his uh, roommate is dismembered and, and, like, obviously dead in the fridge. Right. And there's Ghostface in the house who proceeds to murk him. So, three people dead in the first five minutes.
1: <laughs> right. And one of the things that, so, you know how they always do, you know, some kind of saying or whatever it is, and then they cut to the title card. What was it that he said? It was like nobody gives a fuck about movies. The movies. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck about
0: movies. Yeah, because the guy was dying. He was like, you know, his his whole thing was he wanted to get close to the Carpenter sisters and like recreate, um, the horror that happened in Woodsboro. Like he was he wanted this get this kid this student wanted to be Ghostface, and so as he's dying against the refrigerator, he looks at like Ghostface and he's like. We need to finish the film. What about my movie? And yeah, Ghostface goes. Nobody gives a fuck about movies. <laughs> Just like, you know, I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So now we know we're in for it, right? Like we know things are gonna gonna pop off. Um, yeah, and so enters our main character from the first. Uh, I guess the first in this little branch franchise, right? From Scream 5, who is uh, Sam Carpenter. Right. He is the new Sydney in a way, with a twist. Mm-hmm. Man. So
1: how do you feel about Sam? Because I know that there are people who have a lot of mixed emotions about her as a, kind of an, I'll say like an anti-hero final girl. Yeah. She's detective, yeah. Antihero, hero
0: of. I I I like her. I think her reactions are logical. Um. Also, the fact that she hallucinates her, like her father, who was the original murderer, the original serial killer. She hallucinates him, and you can see that she could go that far, but she's given me Dexter, and I'm cool with it.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing for me is the hallucinations,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they just, I don't like it, it and the, mm-hmm. because it would be one thing for me if she had even had any kind of interaction with her father as a child mm-hmm. and had kind of known him then and then now she's remembering him. Of, you know, like so. As an example, like my dad has passed away, mm-hmm. and I w- uh, I was 19, so I have a very clear and vivid memories of him. And so, if I have a moment where I oh, I picture my dad, it makes sense logically because I had so much of my life with him. Mm-hmm. He's never even met her father. All she knows is him from her mom's journal, where she discovered that that was her father, and what she's heard about the news and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like how is she able to put the paint this clear of a picture of him in her head and i know that you know i'm i'm looking at at it from a more of a realistic standpoint and this is just a movie Mm -hmm. but to me i feel like that's the weakest part of this part of the new franchise is the hallucinations not necessarily the fact that she worries that she has a, a killer gene i like that it's just the hallucinations are not giving to me
0: yeah i Another thing that kind of bothers me, like, the hallucinations don't bother me. I wish it was just his voice and not his, like, spirit or whatever, you know, or, like, his face. Because, like, if they were going to do his face, why didn't they CGI him to look like what he looked like in the first film? Like, we love Skeet Ulrich, but they could have definitely just, like, CGI'd his young face. So it would be more like oh your father talking from beyond the grave because obviously you're not going to age if you're dead and how would no. she, and then it's her it's a figment of her imagination how would she imagine him older like if she yeah. saw pictures of him it would have been when he was young and if she
1: did see pictures of him why is she seeing him in bloody clothing why okay. would she not see him you know when what Maybe there's his high school yearbook photo or school, mm-hmm. a picture of him randomly that his mom had. Maybe he's in like a leather jacket or something.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I and think it's, it's, it's like the same clothing he died into. It's always a bloody yeah. white t-shirt. So I was like, okay. I guess they wanted yeah. to like give us, you know, g- give us a cameo. That wasn't Courtney Cox. <laughs> You know, (laughs) yeah, we will. That you know how they're trying to give, but I don't mind Sam. I don't even mind the hallucination like of of the voice, but I do kind of mind the physical form. I think it's just it just takes away from the believability. Um, and I do like the fact that she she seems like she could go further, but she kind of like pulls back. And she's like, and and it's stated throughout the film, "I'm not my father," and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. girl. You Sure. Mm -hmm. But, (laughs) but I don't mind, Sam, like, okay. So in, in, you know, Sam is um, seeing a psychiatrist. She has followed her sister to New York where her sister is going to university. Um, And and it seems like she's trying to get her, her shit together. Right. Like, but she wants to keep her sister close. So they like live together in the city. Um, But she's looking like she's getting psychiatric help with what's going on. And mm-hmm. um, it turns out that people blame her for the death of her boyfriend and all the other killings. They've turned her boyfriend or rather her ex-boyfriend, Richie, into this martyr and made her the villain. They were like, oh, you were the one who actually killed everybody, you lie. You liar, or things like that. You're a murderer, um, which is crazy. I mean, and it, I guess it's a possibility With social media, you know, people love a serial killer. They try to humanize them in any way. Look how people are with um, Ted Bundy, for God's sake. uh, So that's really interesting. She kind of expresses, like, you know, how upset she is that everybody hates her, even though, like, she's like, he threatened my sister and he killed my friends. I had to do what I had to do, which I agree with. Like, you fuck with mine, it's done, buddy. Um, but yeah, so she's dealing with that. Um, and she's also dealing with their roommate, who's the third girl, um, who has loud sex with random men, <laughs> apparently. That's kind of like how we're introduced to Sam in this, this film, this medium.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like the loud sex thing is kind of pulling from urban legend.
0: Uh, the mm-hmm. roommate
1: that had to loud sex.
0: Yeah. Quinn, Bailey, the roommate. <laughs>
1: she, I mean, she's fine. We'll obviously we'll talk more about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the two, I like Tara more. It could just be that mm-hmm. I like the actress who plays Tara more, Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Um, but I think also, I just like Tara a lot more. I, I feel... I've read that people would say that is more analogous to, like, Gail Weathers, where she's more of the, you know, investigative, gotta figure this out kind of thing, and mm-hmm. Sam's more of the Sydney, mm-hmm. And Chad is the Dewey, and obviously Mindy is the Randy mm-hmm. character. I just generally like Tara more as the final girl, especially in this movie, because of how much more of a badass we get to see her be.
0: Yeah, because like throughout the film, she's complaining that Sam holds onto her too tightly, like doesn't let her go off and be, you know, herself or explore new things because, you know, of the trauma that they went through back in Woodsboro. Um, also we find out that, uh, the mother has cut all ties with Sam and because of that, uh, in turn, Tara has cut ties with their mother. So they're both basically on their own in New York, um, with their friend group and then the new friends and the roommate, you know? Um, but yeah, Tara, Tara, I like her better in this one than in the last one. I think it's just because we get to see more of her in Scream 6 as opposed to 5 where she was like, you know stuck in the hospital for the most part. Um, and, you know, and the killer was a lot more targeted at Tara in the fifth film, whereas the killer seems to be more interested in Sam in this one, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. we'll talk about later. So that's that's super interesting. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, I think by the time this film came out, Jenna Ortega is a lot more well-liked like, she's a lot more well-known, right? And people like her in the Wednesday um, character. Like, they like that character for her. Um, I'm not going to hold you. Other than Wednesday, she kind of is, like, the same in everything else she does. She's always a little bit, like, you know, a little tough. Um, sometimes a little bit tomboyish, you know, really, kind of sassy, wisecrack, you know, but... Um, and wednesday is is like completely different from anything she's done before um i think like the first time i saw her was probably in the second season of you Mm. it was like the first time i ever saw jenna ortega act in anything and so after that when she did anything else after you i was like oh she's one of those people where like she's basically herself but in a different role have you seen her in x have you seen the movie x Mm-hmm. Yeah, she okay. was. I liked her in X. She was a little different in X. She was a bit more <laughs> dumb and hysterical <laughs> in X. Yeah, <laughs> um, we gotta talk about that one yeah. of these days. We didn't get a chance to, but
1: well, we uh, should watch Pearl. We'll watch that, and then we have to yeah. watch Maxine when that comes out. Well, that's for one I most interested sure.
0: for sure. Terrible so good okay. as a final girl, though. I once she was able to spread her wings. Sis got down, things happened for her. Um, I think we lost track a little bit, but not really because Tara has gone off to a party.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: She's drinking, girls having big fun, okay? In the city uh, with all her friends. Chad and Mindy are there, Um, their new friend uh, Ethan's there. Um, i think it's chad's and, roommate yeah who's chad's roommate and then um mindy's boo mm-hmm. is also there uh, along with a bunch of other people and tara is like really into this guy she just wants to you know have a good time probably hook up uh and sam finds out that tara went off to this party even though she asked tara not to go she bursts into the party um uh during an altercation between chad and the douchey guy that tara was gonna go hook up with because chad tried to stop them from going upstairs and i knew it i knew when that happened i was like "Mm, mm, something's going on like why are you this is this is overreacting at this point so we we'll talk about why he did that but i was like "Mm -hmm." um but they're like chad and the douchey frat guy they're fighting Tara's pissed. Sam comes in and is like, let's go. You should be at this party. So they all dip. All right. um, on the way home, uh, some idiot asswipe girls from the college um, throw cherry Coke on Sam and call her a murderer and things like that. And Sam gets really upset. She like goes, you know, she threatened, not threatens, but kind of like snaps back. As you would if someone threw something some gross drink on you probably with alcohol you don't know what's going on um and so you know they they end up leaving and going home after that
1: mm-hmm. yeah um i so it's obviously by chad's reaction it's intimated that chad has a thing for tara which to me came out of nowhere
0: Yeah, it was pretty left field.
1: I will say I like that he is one of those lovable jocks and not a douchey jock. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that. Um, He's kind of like a big golden retriever. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I like him, and I'm glad that they are keeping that connection to a legacy character.
0: Right. Because for those who don't know... They are the, he and his sister Mindy are the niece and nephew of Randy. Um, and Randy's sister popped up in, I believe she popped up in Scream 3. Yes. The movie one, which I love. Um, and I forget the actress, but you've seen her. You've seen her in Princess Diaries as the best friend. Um, oh, the terrible best friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> her name is uh, Heather Matarazzo, I think. Okay. The so I'm assuming that that's supposed to be their mom because
1: mm-hmm.
0: there were no other siblings mentioned but yeah i agree i like that he is a lovable jock like he's still party but he's not like he's still a decent human being and he has loyalty um to his friends and and it makes sense too after what they went through in scream five like that was traumatic and they were already close i'm sure they like got even closer but um his roommate if i have a picture of the roommate i do the roommate and i fixed the name ethan landry <laughs> um he's new he doesn't say much he's just kind of there which i feel like his character wasn't well fleshed out at all he was just chad's roommate um who was dorky awkward with girls, and someone for Mindy to be like, I'm watching you, new guy, you know?
1: Yeah, he was dorky, he was weird. I, he was not my favorite character, even especially knowing how his arc ends. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, we know, we find out, uh, obviously we find out that they're siblings, he and Mm Quinn are Mm brother-sister. I'm like, it's not like they look like they have different parents. Like, obviously, they cast the actors, the actor and the actress to look similar enough right. to where you can see that they would be siblings. Mm-hmm. I am like, I feel like if I seen them together, wouldn't you pick up on the fact that they're related or something? Because they look. If this if if this was maybe I just keep I just be thinking about this in real life too much, but I feel like if you see <laughs> siblings together, even if they're trying to front like oh we're not siblings, wouldn't you be like y'all look very similar?
0: Y'all look right in real life they might look similar
1: because here's the thing for me like I have a different uh, father for my brother prime mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. The sibling I look the most like. But if you put the two of us together, even though he is six four, mm-hmm. brown skin, we look. Sim- you put our faces together, you're like, oh, I, I see it. I yeah,
0: see this,
1: the relation. <laughs> so right. It's not like we could roll up to a party together and try to front as though we don't know each other.
0: Yeah, there's some similarities. Yeah. Yeah, they they they, re- they kind of dropped the ball on that one. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was still shocked. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> I think you know maybe <laughs> I just have been thinking too much about this. Is also the problem when you watch this and you're high. This this high thoughts. You just be turning things over in your head, and you're like, wait a minute. If this is this, then why is not this happening? <laughs>
0: You go on the conspiracy, what do you call it? Like the conspiracy theorist hole or whatever mm-hmm. people call it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I feel like I was a little bit, oh, I'm, I'm gonna let us get through it before I say what I wanna say. Cause that part actually irked me like hardcore. I was very irritated by that sibling connection. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah um, Sam is apparently getting it on with the cute guy uh, across the hall Danny cute is right I was like okay cute is right because I seen him (laughs) and was like and there's too many hot people in this movie (laughs) a lot I'm like it's like the CW I'm watching the CW Mm -hmm. that's all there is to it um, but yeah, the, that neighbor was hot. I don't care what nobody's saying. He was cute. But, um, but it's funny. Cause at first, like, it seemed like they didn't know each other. They were playing it off. She was like, no, I'm not ready for a relationship after Richie, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out they've just been hooking up in secret. And I'm like, why hide it? That part never made like made sense to me. Everyone else wants her to like you know, move on or get with the guy, you know, be happy. Why hide it? Was it ever explained? I don't think it was. That's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. But fast forward, Tara and Sam decide to go to, they were walking down the street. I don't know where they were going. I cannot remember exactly where they were going or why. But um Ghostface pop calls her phone and it's a call from Richie, her ex who is dead. And so she's like, and so Tara's like, don't answer that. And she's she's like, I'm gonna answer it. She answers it anyway. Of course, it's Ghostface on the other end, threatening her. And so she threatens him back. She's like, Don't fuck with my family. You don't know who you're talking to, basically. Um, so then he leaps out of fucking nowhere and chases them down the street. And they end up running into a nearby bodega. Yeah, And they're like, Help, this man is trying to kill us. He's trying to kill us. He got a knife. And um, and they're like, What the fuck? And then so here comes Ghostface, he's stabbing people left and right in the neck. And for a minute there, I thought the shopkeeper had it. He had a shotgun. I was like, How did you fumble the bag with a shotgun? But he did. Um, and Ghostface ends up being able to get the shotgun from the shopkeeper and shoots him point blank dead. And so now the only people left in the shop are Tara and Sam. They're scared and they're hiding um, behind shelves. They manage to get away. They manage to get make it out the door. And the cops come just the nick of time for Ghostface to disappear through the back door. Of mm-hmm. course. And so now they're being brought in for questioning um, by this dude, Wayne Bailey, um, who is also Quinn's father. Right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Now, I had, I used to have a crush on
1: this actor, Dermot.
0: Mulroney. Yeah. What a weird name. Well, it's, I it's, used to have a. Dylan McDermott. Dermot McDillon. Dermot Mulroney. Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, these names are so weird. Okay. It's a mess. I I
1: used to have a crush on this actor, but um, I liked his inclusion. I liked the inclusion of the cop. Obviously, it's kind of, okay, probably crooked cop vibes. I feel like that was a little bit more evident than it was easier to guess. Mm -hmm. However, I liked his inclusion but, however, there's always a cop. The fact that yes, the fact that um, they were related to Richie and Sam didn't know. Didn't no, know, at the very least, hadn't seen them and thought oh, you guys look familiar. Maybe I saw Rich. You know, she she followed Richie on social and. You know, you start dating somebody, you start looking at their photos or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. That, to me, didn't make a lot of sense. I was always confused by that. Like, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, how are they? You date someone, like you said, you follow them on social media. Usually when you date people, you meet their siblings or their parents at some point. So how long did she know this guy in Scream 5, Richie? How does she know him? Like how long did she know him anyway? For her to not like ever heard his father talk or anything. Um, and it was also hinted that um, Quinn, Quinn, you know, told the story of losing a brother, you know, to kind of bond with us, uh, I believe tried to bond with Tara. And she was like, you know, my dad never got over it. My brother died and now it's just me and him. Um. And things like that, right? And so I'm like, okay. She was already suspicious to me after that. I'm like, anytime somebody tries to trauma bond, suspect. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I was like, mm-hmm. But um, but at some point, she Quinn ends up uh getting murdered by the by Ghost Faced. Well, wait, we should finish the talk about the bodega scene because this
1: is mm-hmm. a little bit of a change of form for Ghostface because mm-hmm. in the bodega they're they're running mm-hmm. and Ghostface somehow gets... Oh, I think the owner of the bodega, they try to get mm-hmm. him to help, pulls the gun, mm-hmm. he dies, and Ghostface picks up the gun and starts shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is different from all the other films we've seen where he's predominantly used a knife.
0: He used a gun in... He's used a gun in three. Three? They've okay. used guns in one. But never, never is Ghostface, though. They only ever shoot, I think. Oh, no. I think in three, he did Ghostface was... um, they, was, he know, was right Roman. He was Roman. So there have been guns in Scream 1. There have been guns in Scream 3. I cannot remember Scream 2. Scream 2. Yeah, the mom had a, oh, yeah, so a there's gun. Been, yeah, yeah, there's
1: been guns, but it's not necessarily been in the Ghostface outfit for, for right. a long period of time. But, but this felt a lot more, I think it added to the brutality of it because this is mm-hmm. a shotgun. It's not a no pistol. This is mm-hmm. a shotgun. And so he's stalking them around the store. They're running. They're trying to, you know, they're doing the thing where they're picking something up, and throwing it across the mm-hmm. thing to distract him. Somehow they get away right. and they end up, I think, back at their apartment. Mm-hmm. And Chad's there, Mindy's there. Mindy's there. The girlfriend um, is there, the girlfriend. And um Sam's little blue thing is across the street. Right. And so they're all trying to get away from this, from Ghostface. They're trying to figure out what happens. The Ghostface comes in. Um multiple of them get. Stab. I think Mindy gets stabbed in the arm mm-hmm. again, you know, shoulder, whatever. <laughs> so basically, how they get away is Sam, or her, boo thing lives in the apartment across the an alleyway from where they live. So they get a ladder, and they extend the ladder from their room to his house, apartment. Mm-hmm. And this is in a New York high rise, so they're probably. five, six, seven, fours down, you know. And so they all have to cross with, I think, Quinn. Yeah, Sam.
0: No, not Quinn. Quinn's dead. So Quinn is already dead. And her boyfriend of the week is also dead in the tub.
1: Yeah. And so basically they are crossing. Mindy and her girlfriend are the last ones. And her girlfriend's like, I'll hold off, I'll hold off, because I think she's already been stabbed. She's already Mm -hmm. been-
0: Pretty badly.
1: Pretty badly. Mm -hmm. So she's like, just go, Mindy, just go. So Mindy's crawling, and she's crawling, and of course they have to do the thing with the ladder shaky, this and that, and then finally she gets across, Anika's trying to cross, and Ghostface has reached the ladder, and he starts shaking, and essentially Anika is dropped to her death. Mm. That's how she died. Yeah. And it's really of sad, I do wish that they would have allowed Mindy to have a little bit more time to mourn. Especially because we don't get too many. I'm not going to say we don't get too many queer characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of queer characters we do get tend to be killed off. Right. The, in fact, the trope is very your gaze. And so it's. It is sad that this was a queer character that died. It definitely made sense to have one of the newer characters be the one who dies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially with the roommate becoming the killer. I do, so I'm glad that they didn't then also kill off Mindy mm-hmm. because that would have felt okay. So you killed off both of them. Yeah, we know.
0: Girls. Right. Don't right. Know. Something, it would have been suspicious, but yeah, bye-bye. Annika. She is Gizong. Unfortunately. But I knew that. I knew that was going to happen because I'm like, oh, she's staying behind. Also, I was like, how is she going to cross that? She's bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Well, so they, they managed to get to safety. The cops come. And one indication
1: that lets you know that Quinn is probably not dead and that she's part of the whole thing is we don't actually see... see? too much of her body. We don't see her body. Right. Um, And the dad goes in to identify her by himself and is crying.
0: Because he's uh, like, both of my kids are gone. And I genuinely, like, I, I was shocked at the ending. So I felt bad for him. And you know I did, because I messaged you in real time, like, oh, I feel so bad for the cop dad. And then yeah. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that he definitely did a good job Playing this kind of character and pulling at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, but we then I think is now is around the time that we reintroduce a much beloved character from Scream 4, right? So now is about the time that we get reintroduced to Kirby. And I feel like is this also is this also around the time that Gail gets reintroduced?
0: Yeah. So I think Gail Gail gets re- Gail gets introduced first um, as mm-hmm. usual because she is a reporter so when they when they get finished with questioning um after the bodega incident mm-hmm. they get questioned by detective um Bailey and when they're leaving out there's Gail like hey give me the story And so Sam goes to punch Gail, and Gail swerves, and she's like, it's not my first time. But then Tara's like, got you with the right hook, bitch. (laughs) Ha, you thought. Right, because Tara is standing to her her side and punches her. Mm -hmm. And then we
1: get reintroduced to Kirby, who is an FBI agent now. Yeah. I liked Kirby. I didn't like the haircut. I was a little bit like, this is, what in the
0: middle-aged mom is this? That early 2000s. Sad Bonnie Bennett looking wig. Remember how they used to do our girl? Her right. hair is being messed it. up. That's what yeah. looked like to me, and I was like, Whoo. "That's yeah." But yeah, I wasn't a fan. They could, I mean, that kind
1: of just kept her hair short the way it was in the in the movie. That was a cute little,
0: you know, moment. slick back mm-hmm. moment. But she, yeah. was, she was always a very interesting character to me in in Scream Four because I was like. She's always wearing a blazer. She's just like very, I don't know, like her. I don't know her vibe. Always, I just loved Kirby. There's something about her. (laughs) She to to me, she's very queer coded. Mm Is is she's giving
1: very like, um, dominant lesbian,
0: Mm and I am here for that. The confidence too, like she was, Mm -hmm. she was sexy and she knew it, and she was like. And plus, she could trivia anybody under the table when it came to horror. And I was like, I love her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought baby girl died in Scream 4. Okay, that's what it yeah. was. Yes. It, it looked like she died, but we never saw her actually like die, die. It was like an off-screen kind of thing. We saw her get stabbed but and collapse. That's about it. Um. Mm-hmm. So imagine my surprise when baby cake showed up in Scream 6 and I'm like, okay, so she's alive. She became an FBI agent. It's a natural progression w- when something as crazy as the Woodsboro murders has happened to you, right? and continues to happen. And so it turns out she's been following the case um the whole time. So she know everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, right Yeah, it's pretty cool. And oh, and she's young by the way, she's only thirty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay.
1: And one thing that we, that we start to find out as well, kind of around this time is that there's a mask being left at all of these murders mm-hmm. and the mask is one that has been worn by a previous killer. So I think that at this point, there's only two to three more masks left. There's mm-hmm. the, obviously the Billy and Stu mask. Then I think there's the, got is, first, right.
0: Okay. So there they're going oh, no, in order. I'm so sorry. I think they started. I think they started with Richie. So they started with Richie. Yeah. His was first. Richie think, and Amber. Then Jill and Charlie. And Charlie. Then it would be Roman. He was the then only it would one who, be who. There was only one killer. Which, and always been uh-huh. two. And then it would be. Billy. Mrs. Mrs.
1: and
0: Mickey. Is that who he was? That was his name, Mickey?
1: Something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, Billy and Stu. Great. So they're trying to figure this out. They're trying to figure out, you know, who's the suspect. And it's around this time that Mindy does. Obviously, one of the funnest parts of these movies is how do we survive the shit? And then she goes into the horror movie. We are in a franchise now. This is what it means to be in a franchise. Everybody can die, everybody's a suspect. Can't trust nobody. the deaths are going to be bigger. There's going to be, like, more brutal. There's going to be, you know, some tie back to the original, you know, killer, anybody, any, all of the killers, whatever it is, right? Right. And so at this point, they decide to split up to try to figure out what they're going to do. I think, I don't know if they intentionally split up. They end up getting split up. Mm-hmm. Mindy ends up with Ethan on the subway because they're trying to get on the train to go figure something out because I think Gail had discovered mm-hmm. yeah. this warehouse of yeah. you know, whatever. And so they end up getting split up and Mindy and Ethan are on the subway and it's Halloween. So you have a lot of people dressed up as ghost
0: you would think that they would ban those costumes because a real person uses them to kill people. You know, like it would be really hard to find those. So people
1: still dress up as like Jeffrey Dahmer. you seen this last year. Somebody, I saw somebody posted their They dressed their child up as Jeffrey Dahmer and had a bucket in with like doll hands in the bucket.
0: That's too far.
1: Mm hmm. White child, doll hand, white doll, like black and brown doll arms.
0: Yeah. That's uh-huh. too far for me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Uh, okay. Point taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> but before that, um, they tried to kind of capture uh, like um, Ghostface location. Um, while they, they were like hanging out in the park, remember? And um, mm-hmm. Kirby, Kirby was like, I can get the location if you stay on the phone with them in less, like I can get it in less than 15 seconds. And so of course he calls Sam, Sam answers, Keep keeps him on the phone long enough. And they pinpoint his location. And it was like up uptown, basically 96th Street or something like that. And it turns out that that is actually where Gail Weathers is mm-hmm. staying with, um, while she's in town with her hot black boyfriend. Um, (laughs) I said, okay, girl, I mean, live your best life, I get it. Um, And so of course she gets a call from Ghostface and she's like, uh, tells her boyfriend, she's like, call the police and he goes into the other room to do so. And I was like, he ain't coming back.
1: No, and the thing is, is that you know, well, part of the fun of these movies is rewatching them to try to get an understanding of who was the one who killed who. Mm-hmm. It's obviously that doesn't work in the third movie because there's only one killer, but that is part of the fun on rewatch is kind of guessing who was the one who murdered whom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you know, given the fact that you have two male two, killers and then the the dad. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was probably the cop dad who, who did the killing in this case. But to go back to the previous movie, it didn't make sense to me that it
0: had been Amber who killed you. Right, because Amber, she wasn't that tall.
1: She was like, yeah, she was a, a small little little
0: pipsqueak of a girl, <laughs> you know. I don't, you know. Uh, she's, she was crazy, so she could have been strong, but the height was off it made more sense mm-hmm. that it was Richie the whole time right so basically this moment
1: we have of course an iconic scene from another iconic scene from gail where she's taunting mm-hmm. the killer she this is actually the think the first time she she herself has received a call from the killer mm-hmm. so she's kind of like oh shit okay what's good <laughs> now you're finally calling mm-hmm. me she's got her gun she's prepared her boyfriend dies gail we we at this point are made to believe that she dies. She's like, tell Sydney he didn't get me once she's found by the group because she's stabbed quite a bit, they get they fight. It's a thing. Right. That was in the other thing, is that if you're watching this movie expecting to see Sydney Prescott, this is the first movie that Sydney's not in. And it's not because yeah. they killed her off. It's because they didn't want to pay Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. Enough money to appear in this movie, and she said, right. "Okay, well, fuck
0: it." And I get that. Get your bag, baby cakes. Um, so they, of course, gave the half ass reason why uh, Sydney wasn't going to be coming. She took Mark and the kids someplace safe. Now that Ghostface has resurfaced, and I was like, "All right, okay." Why didn't she do that in the other movies? But okay, that part. Why didn't she do that in the last?
1: I understand in four because she was on her book tour, and so that that was was a reason. But why wasn't she doing that? in the last movie
0: the fifth one yeah yeah. she just
1: was like it makes sense for gail to show up because she's a reporter she's going to go where the story is but for sydney she should have done that in the last one Uh and you know they were trying to usher sam as the final girl would have made more sense for that to happen in the last one and then her not being in this one wouldn't have felt so
0: I don't know. Right? it was just weird yeah. not to have her there but i already knew she wasn't gonna be there going in so i was like i wasn't anticipating her arrival but if you mm-hmm. were let it go she's not there y'all i'm sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah as you said gail gets hemmed up uh a bit and the ambulance arrives they're like her pulse is there but it's weak and so they cart her off we're like is she alive is she dead we will see you know Um, and then that's when we fast forward back to um the subway. And the subway is crowded, it's Halloween, it's New York. Uh, and somehow Sam, Tara, and Chad end up on the train. Oh, along with um the cute hot boyfriend who's across the hall. What was his name again? Danny. Danny. So they they all end up catching the train in time, but the doors closed on Mindy and Ethan. And so Mindy's like, stay your ass over there. I don't trust you. And so, you know, Chad's trying to, not Chad, sorry. Um, I can't think everybody's names. Ethan is trying Mm -hmm. to, you like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. And so they are on the the uh train together. They're opposite ends of the train. And Mindy looking just like this, like the whole time. (laughs) Mindy's looking suspicious the entire time. And the lights are flickering on and off. She eventually kind of makes her way towards the back of the train and just kind of chills back there away from people. Um, But she sees Ghostface. There are people dressed up as Ghostface. She's unnerved, but she's like, okay, probably not the killer. But then one of them does set their sights on her and is like super hyper focused on her. And each time the light goes out, comes back on, he's closer and closer and closer um, until finally we get the jump scare of uh, Ghostface attacking Mindy, stabbing her in the gut. Uh, And it's so crazy because there are two people right next to her, but they are knocked the fuck out. Like they're asleep. Uh, So they don't see anything that's happening. No one can hear her because she's not, she's like gasping, not really screaming Um, And it isn't until the lights flicker back on that Ethan pops back in and is like, oh my God, what happened? And so he quickly, you know, grabs her. um, And, you know, someone, the cops come, they they get off at the next stop and somebody comes, like help does come. Um, And Mindy's like, God, I hate being right. And things like that. She's like, I hate this fucking franchise. She's like, damn it. Cause she got separated. So she just knew. She was like, damn. Mm-hmm. How next? Um, so Mindy gets carried off to the hospital, uh, and we don't know what happens to Ethan because we switch over back to Sam, Tara, Danny. Um, yeah, and and so they're like, oh, and Chad. Sorry, and so Chad he get he gets the text messages kind of late because she does like Mindy does message him. And it's like on the next train behind you. Like it's gonna be like ten minutes. And so Chad gets the messages late, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Mindy said she they're on her and Ethan are on the next train. It'll be like ten minutes." Not knowing that you know they had to stop because Mindy got stabbed, uh, and so they make it to this creepy kind of museum. That the remember the guys in the beginning, uh, the one who killed uh, Smart Wheeling's character in the alley he and his roommate were rich from Atlanta and they had bought this building where they had kind of a shrine to all the ghost face killers. They had all of their masks and all, and like, you know, just had like a nice little light show shrine. Um, photos were, like things were, what was it? Sketches, just, just a really good documentation, like museum of what happened. Um, and And still the bloody knives too, like the evidence basically. Yeah. I'm like Jesus. this is a giant museum of evidence um and that, and that yeah to me like initially the fact that they're not they
1: don't necessarily suspect okay some law enforcement needs to be involved in this because how would they have gotten all of this evidence mm-hmm. is, was another thing that had me a little bit like why would you not have figured that that so,
0: was so was that was that happened. was something that was brought up it was like how the hell did they get all this and it was like well evidence goes missing all the time so cops you know cops definitely will sell it if if they're offered the right price and evidence goes missing all the time but i'm like this kind of evidence yeah to me that
1: felt like a cop out because it's mm-hmm. like yeah evidence goes missing all the time some blow some some weed some this maybe a knife or two but this is this is a -hmm. A serial, a string of murders that has inspired other murders that has inspired a movie franchise. How would nobody be checking for all of this? Like, I like the effect of it, but to me that felt a little bit like, oh, you're pushing it a little bit for for this to be right. Like for for it to have only been one law enforcement person that was. I would have, if it had been, like, two cops instead of a cop and his children, I would have been, oh, shit, that makes sense, because it's two of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, like, a conspiracy. But the fact that it's, like, one cop. He had to have had some ops or -hmm. some, like, not ops, but he had to have had some, like, accomplices.
0: Right. Black market accomplices. Like, People would notice that, like, oh, so some like the the evidence from the murder that happened in Scream Three is missing. Oh, the one from Scream Five is missing. All of a sudden, like, people would notice. Mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes I think that they make the police department super lazy in these movies. <laughs> I would like to think that they're not that lazy, but in Scream, it's like oh, everybody's dumb. Um, but they do meet up with Kirby. At this shrine to the Black Madonna, no, at the, the shrine to uh, Ghostface, and and she's like, okay, we got to get it together. We, you know, we are. Um, well, they kind of split up a little bit to get ready for Ghostface because they plan on trapping Ghostface in this space um, to kill them, to where they can't get away. Right, they're setting a trap. Um, so they kind of split up, uh, and then Sam gets a phone call from uh, Detective Bailey and he's like hey so I looked into your friend Kirby and it turns out that she actually no longer works for the FBI because she was unhinged and was obsessed with the Woodsboro murders. I think she's dangerous. You got to get out of there. They're like oh shit. (laughs) Um, What do we do? Uh, And lo and behold the killer pops up
1: right now this is after so they're initially about to go into the little museum thingy mm-hmm. and Sam stops and says Danny fuck off essentially it's like I oh, can't yes, trust you you're mm-hmm. new I can't trust you you gotta go and instead you know he was just like um okay like I really don't like that you, this but it it's he it. was more Coming from a place of, oh, you don't trust, not you don't trust me, but from a, I want to be there to keep you safe, Mm -hmm. not I want to be there because, you know, to show you that I'm trustworthy. So -hmm. he leaves and Kirby's like, you know, that was a good, that was a good choice, which I think further reinforced, you know, when he called and said this about Kirby, it Mm -hmm. further in Sam's mind made her go, okay, I can believe this because she told me it was good that we
0: separated from
1: danny right you know that i sent him away that somebody that could have fought you know and protected Mm -hmm. and so they're in this thing kirby goes missing the killer pops up they get separated chad and tara get separated um sam and ethan essentially get separated whatever the fuck, right but the cold part was when Tara and Chad get separated and we fight we see the two killers and they stand up and they wipe their blade at the same time.
0: Like insane. Yeah. yeah. That was like uh, they've been practicing was, this shit. That was that was scary. That was insane. Um poor Chad gets toe up and, and brutalized. Poor guy, he's like, run, you know, as it's happening. And he, then he's down. We're like, oh, Chad's dead. This is shit, poor Mindy, whatever, twin. Um, and so they run back into like kind of the main area of the museum, um, where funnily enough, there's a film playing on the screen and it's obviously like a film that Richie made up. <laughs> it's like a recreation of the Stab movies. It's so bad. like it's not even the, the fake stat movies in the movies. It's like Richie went and was like, let's recreate for funsies. And you can yeah. see like the girl running um, in like a sweatshirt, like horribly, she's like running without her arms. <laughs> you got, If you don't remember that, like go back and watch it. It looks so bootleg. And I remember laughing really hard about that part. Um, but they end up back in kind of the main area, just Sam and um, Tara. And uh, the detective pops up and he's like, he's got his gun and he's like, where's Kirby, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, she's not here. We don't know where she is. Um, he's like, cause she's dangerous. Um, and then Kirby pops up and she's bloodied, looking absolutely insane. And she's got a gun. And so they don't know who to believe. She's like, she's like, no, I didn't do anything. I was knocked out. Somebody knocked me out. The killer's here. She does seem unhinged. Um, and... And, like, she realizes it, so she goes to kind of lower her gun. Uh, But then she's like, but then you see the two killers behind Detective uh, Bailey. And she's like, look out behind you. And so it looks like it's going to be too late, but he actually raises his gun a little more and then shoots Kirby. Mm -hmm. So Kirby is done. So then
1: we we find out that it's Detective Bailey, it is Ethan and Quinn. So we have three killers in this movie, they're all related. And they are Ethan, or not Ethan, Richie's kin. Yep. And they are uh, uh, trying to get revenge for his death. They're after Sam mm-hmm. and her fam. Sam and her <laughs> Sam fam. And Sam. Um, for killing Richie obviously they didn't care that he had been <laughs> um serial killer they just wanted revenge because you know
0: that's their blood yeah. and and he mentioned something about like richie just she you know he indulged him because he loved the movies and um and i guess like the way sam you know killed him it was pretty brutal but like he was brutal he tried to kill her sister I tear them up too, mm-hmm. um, so that was their motive. And I was like, weak. <laughs> Once again, going back to how did she not know who they were? Like Sam never yeah. met Richie's family. he's like, did he go? I'm an orphan. What happened? Mm-hmm. They just they just needed a motive. They just needed that. It just remind like a, it seems like they kind of mashed up a bunch of different screams in a way. Like everything reminded mm-hmm. me of a previous scream. Um, and I right, wonder if they did that on purpose. I think they did. Like we want, they wanted to give you some Easter eggs because Scream Two, Billy Loomis's mother is the one who wants revenge. Scream Six, it's Richie's father and siblings. Um, this one, there's three killers instead of two, which is which has never been done, which is very interesting.
1: I think it would have been interesting if it had been Richie's friends who were like we wanted to continue his 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 work his legacy kind of thing Mm -hmm. like a serial killer kind of collective if you will but i i still think it was it ended up being fine you know Mm -hmm. it's whatever but basically we get the monologue we get the fighting between all of them and you know sam
0: who does she kill first? Is it Quinn who dies first? Quinn dies first. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yep. Quinn dies first. Like, Quinn gets smacked in the freaking mouth with a bat. The teeth were on the floor. Yeah. I was like, oof. Yeah.
1: That would have been enough jersey. for me
0: out of state now.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam ends up grabbing the knife that had been her father's. Because she hallucinates him again, and he's like, "Do it, you know, you want to." Which again is, I feel like it's also unsettling because, it, partly, it's this whole like mentally ill thing of, mm-hmm. oh, mentally ill people are more likely to be serial killers, right. and so I feel like it's towing that line with her. Mm-hmm. But then it also feels like we're supposed to be rooting for billy for helping sam yeah and but I, redemption
0: aren't in death
1: and yeah and i don't i think that's another issue i have with the hallucinations that i don't
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't like it. it'd be one you know if she was like she recognized it on her own i would like for her to have gotten this for this to have happened mm-hmm. on her own um
0: That said, I think she kills Quinn. She does. She shoots her in the head. Um, There's a point where Sam, sorry, not Sam, uh, Tara is kind of hanging off of the balcony. It's not that far of a drop, except um, Ethan is down there with a knife, and he's, like, doing this deal. Like, if you fall down, I got you, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be impaled. And so she does, you know, Sam trusts her Sam was trying to hold on to her uh, so she wouldn't fall. And she was like, Sam, trust me, you gotta let me go. Cause at that time Quinn was coming for that ass. So Sam lets uh, Tara go, Tara falls. She does get stabbed by Ethan, but she ends up, she ends up having a knife and um, stabbing Ethan in turn and like killing him. Mm -hmm. Um, In a great moment because he had complained earlier in the movie about, oh, am I
1: gonna die Virgin? And yeah. so when she does stab him, she's like, "Yes, you will be dying as a virgin," or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. She basically says, "Like, yeah, you're gonna die a virgin," yeah, and then kills him.
0: Yeah. So that was a pretty badass moment for Tara. Um, and then, you know, Sam gets to take care of Detective Detective Bailey. Um, he's like pleading for his life because uh, I guess he thought she was gonna. She because when she said, "I'm not my father," he thought she wasn't going to kill him but she does <laughs> oh she she, she brutalizes him
1: the same yeah. way she did richie mm-hmm. and tara comes up after this and sam has a moment of feeling scared of what her sister is going to say and she just goes
0: nice yeah <laughs> this was, it's cool um and so you know we're we're dusty we're bloody we're back in the main kind of area of the museum And uh, who pops up for the last scare? Ethan starts running towards them. Uh, And then he gets shot in the head, I think in the head. And who shoots him? Kirby! (laughs) Doesn't she also drop Stu's TV on him? I feel like that also. Yeah, that's what it was. She dropped the TV on him. Oh, she did Mm -hmm. shoot him, though, too. Something happened. Yeah, she shoots him and then drops the TV on him. him. They leave
1: And then I think the police come because Danny Mm -hmm. had not obviously been a killer and he had run to get the police Mm -hmm. and the police show up. The ambulance are there. Chad is alive. Mindy's alive still. And they get word that Gail is. Also critical, But alive, but in critical condition. Mm -hmm. So leaving it kind of open for is she, or is she not going to be in the next movie?
0: Right. So, that's basic. that was basically Scream 6, y'all.
1: Well, the last scene is when, you know, they have Billy's mask and Sam is holding on to it, kind of debating whether or not she's going to take the mask or not, mm-hmm. which is, is essentially supposed to symbolize her, is she going to follow in her father's footsteps or is she not going to? And Tara's like, Sam calls her name, gets her out of her stupor and she drops a mask and then they leave. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was good. But it makes me wonder A, where they will go from here. Uh-huh. Um, and B, hope and pray that Gail does not get an off screen death.
0: Right. Um, I will be done
1: with this franchise if they do, because as much as I didn't want Dewey to die, it still was.
0: It made sense. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. Yes. <laughs> it
1: made sense. It hurt my feelings. But it was nice to be able to say goodbye to the character. I hope that they don't do that with Gail. And what I hope is that we that we get to see Sydney at least one more time. Because I would hate for it to be, oh, she just fucked off to Iceland with her family. <laughs> and, and we never get her to friend. wrap her story mm-hmm.
0: up. Right. Ugh. Yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't want to think about that, but that is definitely a possibility that they would pull that if they make another film. We'll see. I feel like six times the charm. <laughs> so, what is your? How many Blackulas do you give us? So Blackulas, I ended up giving, in my head, like a three point eight. The part where she never seen or heard from Richie's family, I was like, I'm not suspending relief on this. This ain't, this ain't normal. Um, also, I swear that they showed Quinn's, well, I guess maybe she pretended to be dead when when um, her body fell into the living room. So I'm like, I could have yeah. sworn they showed her face, but. Yeah. Well, also, all the times where um, People should have called the cops. Danny was on the phone. I'm like, why you ain't hang up the phone and call the cops? After you realize like there was issues. Why aren't you, why aren't people calling the police? I'd have had him on speaker while I was helping them across the uh, damn, you know, the, what was it? The ladder, but yeah. It just seemed like people were really slow to call the police point, yeah, blacklist. Uh,
1: I give it a four.
0: Yeah.
1: It's definitely not my favorite one, but it, I like it. Mm-hmm. And that's here to say is that Scream 3 is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people this, they they look at me like I have no taste, but it's one of my favorites because it's bad. I like it because it's bad, because it's campy, because Parker Posey is fucking stupid in this movie and she makes this so much it's the funniest to me of the three of all the films mm-hmm. just because of how how absurd it is and so that's why i like it because i rewatch it because of how funny it is but if i want to watch something that's funny but also scary i just watch the original because the original is yeah damn near perfect
0: yeah I I thought the third one was fun to watch. It wasn't scary or anything, but I did think it was pretty funny. I loved the doppelganger of it all, like because mm-hmm. certain people were obviously portraying <laughs> the original cast. So you had like, you know the girl who played Sydney and they had and like you said, Parker Posey played Gail Weathers um, in like the movie within the movie. I thought that was really funny. And she did a really good job because it was like looking at a mirror. Oh, uh, they did. I think the casting was great for that. Also, yeah. all of the um I don't know, WB actors that popped up in there. Oh yeah, Tori like, Spelling. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, homeboy who played Pacey from Dawson's Creek popped up. Oh the, Joshua. Josh Joshua can't think Jackson. his last name. Jesse, yes. He popped up. I think I mean it's just like throughout the franchise, just people pop up and they were all like TV stars at the time. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh, also yeah, I I'm mean the guy who played The Killer played the love interest in Felicity, like um Joel. Girl, I didn't watch Felicity. Felicity is a mess. I was watching all the TV the little white TV shows that came on. <laughs> well, on that note, mm-hmm. um,
1: we hope you enjoyed this recap and review of Scream Six. I enjoyed it. I, well, I would, I would rewatch it, but I would definitely, it wouldn't be my first choice to rewatch. Yeah. Um, hey, girl. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, absolutely. Catch the replay. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, though and you know for those watching now or in the future please go ahead and hit that like button because it does help the algorithm gods and let us know that you like our content but um wrap it up now i don't have anything yeah oh just a quick note go ahead if you i think we might be about to say the same thing we're going (laughs) to discuss the our uh april book pick this saturday she's a haunting we're going to be discussing the whole thing mm-hmm. and so if you have read it if you want to chat with us about it then you know join the discord yep. and we'll be discussing it saturday 10 30 Pacific standard time
0: yep. a.m yep one thirty p.m est um i get the afternoon it's going to be nice oh you got a compliment oh, wow. someone said your curls are popping
1: oh thank you and they you. are
0: <laughs> thank you i feel like it's finally grown out to uh a, a length i like a length i like i'm just waiting it's for really that wrong. i'm waiting on that t- tina marie to come back that's all you know that was my favorite haircut on you
1: <laughs> i know but right now i'm going you know like i said roman dictator is giving julius caesar <laughs> just like go go full b arthur I'm cool with it. <laughs> no this is more of like a sophia Petrillo. oh I'm true
0: true 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 you true. know who is the one I most aspire
1: to be? Like, <laughs> so yeah, giving,
0: you know. I don't know why, but I've years. been like, before we wrap, I, just speaking of B Arthur, I've been on like this weird, um, watching Rosie O'Donnell, uh, TV show, like when she's had the talk show, watching all the reruns on YouTube. So many fascinating people, people were so mm-hmm. young, so crazy. I don't know why, but like, she interviewed Brandy when. Um, The Cinderella movie was coming out oh, and, and oh, that day Whitney Houston was sick. So she couldn't come. So she had to interview her a different day. I mean, she interviewed Sarah Jessica Parker right when um, sex in the city was just coming on HBO. Mm-hmm. And so they were like introducing it. And I was like, they had no idea how big that damn show would get. It was so interesting. Was and weird. she and Matthew, broderick i think we're like kind of newly married at the time oh yeah and i was like oh my god this is so old but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that just came to my mind i'm like dang time time uh but i'll wrap it up here uh thanks for tuning in to another episode of the horror host support group podcast you can follow us on instagram tiktok and twitter under horror host support group H E A U X, sorry, Hell spelled H E A U X. And mm-hmm. you can follow us on, uh, I think I said TikTok already. So it's already there. And if you want to join our book club, just click the link in the description on our Insta. You can find Amanda and learn all about her work on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the name Amanda the Author Ross. D spelled with two E's and on Twitter at Amanda the Author with just one E. You can also find me, Samara, on the same platforms under the name Samara Reads Two, except for YouTube. And don't forget to check out my indie book box at fifthhousecollector.com. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.